name is Myrtle and welcome to the Confidence Fighter for Love. Each week I'll be discussing what it means to have confidence and how you can grow. Hello, and this week I'm delighted to welcome Audrey Wigan as my special guest. She's an executive coach and she, as a matter of fact, she is also my mum. So, mum, can you tell me what an executive coach is and what they do? Thanks, Murti. So, an executive coach is somebody who helps and supports people in their job. The idea being that I can help them do their job even better and maybe also enjoy their job even more. Do you find many women who you coach have um, less confidence than the men? Definitely. Do you know, if I was to look at my coaching files, Myrtle, I would say probably 90% of the women I coach, the number one issue they come to me for coaching is for confidence. And if I was to tell you that some of these are really senior women, some of them are CEOs running companies, some of them are very high up in whatever profession they're in, and they're still struggling, maybe in their 40s and their 50s, they're still struggling with confidence. And interestingly, if you were to take a peek in my files of all the men that I coach, curiously, confidence probably only comes up for, say, 10% of them. It's one of their key issues that they want to work on. So from where I sit, I see a lot more women wanting to work on their confidence. What do you tell them and how do you help them? I think a lot about confidence is having a go. So sometimes we talk about the scale of awfulness and I say to myself, what is the worst thing that could happen if I had a go at this and I failed or it didn't work out? And then I think about it on a scale of awfulness, one to a hundred, how awful would it really be? So let's take, for example, say you were auditioning for a play and you really wanted a part and you were debating whether or not to stick yourself forward and risk the fact that you might not get a part and you might feel silly. But on a scale of awfulness, if you didn't get that part, how much would it really matter? I mean, I would put kind of 90 to 100 as somebody in my family dying. So me not getting a part in the play would probably be around, I don't know, 15, 20. I sometimes ask myself that question, Will I remember this moment in five years' time? And the chances are, I probably won't. So sometimes I think it's really helpful to get a perspective on just what failure or not succeeding might look like. Because actually, the next time you have a go for trialling for that school play or something like that, you'll have learnt from the mistakes you made the first time and probably will be successful the second or even third time. But so many times I see women who just aren't even prepared to have a go. And so they miss out on lots and lots of opportunities. Um, I have a a friend who is a headmistress of a school. Her name is Lucy. And she has a motto that says, do it scared. And what she's trying to say is so often when we step out to do things that we're not feeling confident about, we will feel scared. And Lucy says, do it anyway do it scared and the chances are when you do it the second time you'll be a little bit less scared and going back to that audition by the time you do it a third time you'll think I've got this I know what to expect and I don't even feel nervous this time and you'll absolutely nail it. Do you think you struggle with confidence? 
I think there are some areas of my life, of course, that I still find myself doing scary things. I can remember the first time I was asked to speak in front of a really, really big audience. And of course I was scared. But interestingly, there's a really good piece of work by a professor in the States called Kelly McGonigal. And she talks about stress and nerves and says that there's loads of science that says our body makes us feel nervous. We get those butterflies in our tummy and slightly sweaty palms because it's our body saying we're under pressure. We need to be absolutely doing everything we can to help you do this, whatever task it is you're about to do at your best. And she says, when you start thinking about those nerves as something really positive, actually, it has a really dramatic positive effect on our performance. But here's the amazing thing. When you start thinking, oh my gosh, I'm really nervous and this is all going to go wrong. Actually, it really affects your performance on the downside. So we have a choice so often of how we think about things can really affect how we actually end up doing them. What do you tell yourself when you made a mistake? So this is where we have to think about mindset. So you may have heard something called fixed mindset or growth mindset. A really famous psychologist called Carol Dweck, who's done loads of work on this. And in fact, you can watch her TED talk if you're interested. So a fixed mindset is where you think, I have this amount of intelligence and this amount of talent. And that's that. But a growth mindset says, I have this amount of intelligence and talent, but it can grow and it can get better if I work at it and put some effort in. And so often you find people who say, I'm not prepared to have a go at trying something because if I fail, then say you've got a really difficult maths test that you can do and you say to yourself, actually, I'm not even going to try that test because I'm really good at maths. But you know somewhere in the back of your head that if you don't do well in that test, then you'll find yourself thinking, well, actually, I'm not good at maths and you don't even want to go there. Whereas the growth mindset would say, I'm going to have a go at that test. I may not do brilliantly, but I will learn from my mistakes. And then the next time I do that test, I'll do it even better. And that's what a growth mindset is. And if we have a growth mindset towards all the things that we do, that means taking risks and making mistakes along the way. We know they're all good things because actually we're going to learn from them. And then the next time we're going to do it better. So there was an experiment done with a science test and they had a group of men and a group of women and they asked them to do a science test and they found that the women were asked initially to rate themselves on how good they were at science and then asked to rate themselves on how well they'd done in the test. And what they found was the women rated themselves worse at science and worse at the questions and yet actually their answers were almost the same standard as the men's. But then in the second part of the experiment, they told some people, you did really, really well in yesterday's science test. And then they set them another test of similar standard and their results went rocketing up, which again just proves if we think, yeah, I can do this, then that makes such a material difference on our performance. And sometimes we don't succeed, but if we take a growth mindset and say, I didn't succeed, but what did I learn? How can I do it better next time? 
then that's a growth mindset and that will make you increasingly confident. What do you think your biggest mistake was? Oh, Myrtle, I've made loads and loads of mistakes in my lifetime. But funny enough, one that comes to mind is a mistake I made in my 20s when I was working. And I was working for a bank and they had an office in New York. And I thought it'd be really fun to go and spend two or three years living in New York. And so I said to my boss in London, I'd really like to be put forward for the job in New York. And he said, yes, dear. And I never heard anything more about it and just assumed that I wasn't good enough or they didn't want me. And I didn't really think much more about it. Wind the clock forward a few years later and I was having a drink in London with the guy that runs the New York office. And I said to him, Richard, I'm so sad that I never got the opportunity to come and work on your desk. It would have just been so much fun to have worked together and lived in New York. And he kind of put down his glass and looked at me and said, what? You wanted to come work on my desk? And I said, yeah. He said, I never knew. They never told me. And my conclusion was my boss in London obviously needed me in London or wanted me in London and therefore wasn't going to volunteer that information. And I was so cross with myself because actually, if I'd had a bit more get up and go, I'd have called up Richard in New York myself and said, Richard, I want to come and work for you. I might even have got on a plane and gone out and seen him and hung out with him for a bit. But I didn't. And I think perhaps I lacked the confidence to do that. But I look back now and just really regret that mistake. And so since then, where there have been opportunities that I've really wanted to do something, I haven't just told one person, put all my eggs in that basket. I've made sure that the decision maker knows that that's something I really want. And I've told other people as well, this is something I really, really, an opportunity I really, really want. What would be another top tip for you feeling confident? Well, one of the things I think we can do to help ourselves feel more confident is to look back on all the things that we've done well and our achievements and our successes. And I think so often all we ever do is focus on the mistakes and the failures. But it's really, really important to look back with pride on the things that we have done. And I sometimes say to people, keep a little notebook. And when you do something that you feel you're really proud of, write it down. And when you get older, having a file like that can be really useful when you're making a job application or you're doing a year-end review. But even when you're younger, just being able to look back and see and read and remember all the things you've done can make us feel so much more confident. Going back to that point, online, when you get loads of likes and comments that are positive, and you get one negative comment that says something negative, you always focus on the negative comment because that's what someone's telling you to change, where you just need to be yourself because you never focus on the the likes and the ones who say you're really good and I like you. You just focus on the one bad one. And we have to learn to be a little bit more thick-skinned sometimes. There are always going to be nasty comments in social media Somebody said to me the other day, go on to Amazon and look up your favourite author, maybe a famous author, 
and then scroll down and look at the reviews and you will see some world famous authors with five star reviews quite rightly. And then you'll see on the same page people who've given one star for that book and said this is an awful book and a dreadful writer. And I think I always like to think about that because the world is a diverse place and people are going to have different views and opinions on things. But we have to make the conscious choice to say, do you know what? One person's criticised, but 20 people have said that was great. And I'm going to take the 20, not the one. So can you give us a short summary of just everything you've just said? (laughs) Thank you, Myrtle. So I think number one, try and put things in perspective on a scale of awfulness. How bad is it going to be if what I'm about to try and do doesn't work out? Number two, say to yourself, what's the worst that could happen? Number three, remember to tell yourself that when you feel nervous or scared, think about it in a positive way and your body is going to be working for you and helping you perform at your absolute best. Number four, think about your mindset. Choose a growth mindset over a fixed mindset. If you make a mistake, you will learn from it and the next time you'll do it better. And watch Carol Dweck's TED Talk if you're interested. And number five, celebrate your achievements. Look back on all the things you've done that are good. I sometimes call it a brag file. Keep a brag file in a notebook where you can just remember and feel proud of what you've done. And that will help you grow your confidence. And thank you, Myrtle, for having me on your podcast. Thank you, Mum. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, I really appreciate a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. See you next time.